Welcome to season four. Holy crap. Welcome to season four, everyone. What a journey this has been. You know, I was reflecting, uh, I was reflecting today as I was editing this podcast. I was like, I remember when this whole thing started, like we, uh, how, how, how did it start? Eric asked me that the other day and I have an answer. To my, to my recollection, I got into podcast, let's call it 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I was listening to like Barbell, like some obscure podcast. And I was like, hey, there's this really cool podcast I think you should listen to. I think you'd enjoy it. And um, I think after that, uh, I had sent you like a couple more. And we were both like really into listening to new ones. You had showed me some. And then you were like, why don't we just do our own? Like we love them so much. And I was like, yes, that's like a <laughs> great idea. And I, rem- I mean, I remember saying I'm a huge fan of long form content Mm -hmm. uh at the time i did have a little bit longer of a commute so Mm -hmm. um i think depending on commute time uh your listening goes up or down but um yeah i remember it just being like this conversation where you're like i think we should do i was like it just felt like the right step yeah because i think we have a lot of i think that being in a relationship for almost 14 years i know (laughs) I said that today. I was like, oh my gosh. Crazy. Our 14 year anniversary is coming up. I think we have a lot to say about like relationships and being in a relationship. Should we go on our honeymoon for our 14 year anniversary? Who knows? We, I, I think that from a relationship standpoint, we have a lot to say. And it's been some of the most rewarding conversations I think we've had as a couple. I so agree. Very proud of what we've done. And I agree. Over a hundred episodes is crazy. Yeah. What a what a cool verbal journal entry into our lives that this has become. I wish we would have done it when we first started dating. I think it would have been a really fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that would thing. Be, yeah, know? yeah. That's that is my recollection of starting the podcast as well. And I, we have had some really great conversations, and it has stirred conversations outside of this podcast. I think it has definitely elevated our relationship and forced us to it has helped our communication i'm very proud of what we've created over 100 episodes our fourth season and i think it's a great milestone and we now have a website which freaking took us long enough but that's okay um i'm working on getting our podcast on spotify and some other platforms i know that that's an easy step but i'm very not tech savvy so Ah, i would disagree yeah so we have some good things happening um in this season and um have a lot of emails out to some people that i'm very excited about to set up um future episodes with and um as always we love hearing from you so if there's anything that you would like us to talk about any topics um i posted on instagram a few days ago and someone said um i always like it when you have you know when you guys have like real in in conversations or like arguments so basically people want to hear us fight more (laughs) good luck Um, it doesn't happen that we can have more fights um, I think, well, just if I could, if I may, yes. I think, I think that, um, when we do decide to air out our, uh, proverbial laundry or disagreements, uh-huh. it's always really hard, um, to, as the dogs are fighting, uh-huh. I, it's, it's, it's always hard to do because like, 
I don't know. I've, I've always been like, it's really hard to like talk about difficult things yeah. that, that we're going through. So I really appreciate the engagement on those because it is hard. Um, well, it's also you, people don't really, as you say, like air out their dirty laundry and not that we're just like airing out our dirty laundry, but so often through social media and media, you're, I guess I should stop it at social media. You see the good things. You see the couples yeah. celebrating the happy times and the engagements and the weddings and the, you know, celebrations, but you don't yeah. really see it. It's like, we just had a fight and it was awful and this and this and this happened. So. Yeah, and our, 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 I would say, quote unquote, fights are never, are, are never like that. But, um, uh, more, I think more, more than that, I think the conversations that we've been able to have around like really difficult topics have been kind of a shining point for me, um, just in terms of like encountering privilege and talking to people about privilege and, um, you know, dealing with, um, dealing with like difficult topics. I'm, uh, it's been really, really interesting this year to hear like what's going on and things have only gotten a little bit crazier. So, um, yeah, we have a lot in store for the next year. I'm very excited to, uh, to dig into the next season. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pipeline for this next season that I'm very excited about. Yeah. Same, same. Um, as always, you know, liking and subscribing to the podcast, giving us a review would be really helpful and any engagement on Instagram, um, commenting on our photos, liking our photos, even just um, engaging with us through stories is helpful. And if there's an episode that you like, sharing it in, through stories or sending it to your friends, and anything is helpful. And um, we would just be very grateful and appreciative. Yeah, any any kind of share, like, comment, or review helps other people find the podcast that might be interested in it. You know, we, we, we do this because we love doing it. We love talking to each other. And we love putting it out there. So if you want to hear more of this, you know, Anything uh, that you share definitely helps us keep going in terms of funding and, and things like that. Because, uh, you know, this takes a significant amount of time to, mm-hmm. you know, put together and, and put out there in the world. And we think that there's value in talking about relationships uh, between business partners, life partners, husband and wife. Um, so. Should we do a drunk episode? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we should. What would we talk about? A drunk episode? I, I can't remember the last time I saw you drunk. I can. It was when we went to Nathan's. Oh, and yeah. He, maybe we should do a drunk episode with Pete and Nathan. Oh, that would be... I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, so without further ado, here's the first episode of Season, season 4. four. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk podcast. My name is Corey. Oh, my name is Alex. And today we have a very special guest. He's been on the podcast how many times? This, I believe this is the third time. Welcome to the Third Timers third time. Club. It is Tyler LaFlock. <laughs> he is a uh, fitness instructor. He has a master's degree. He's super freaking smart. Um, I just came off of a 90-day program with him. He's one of my very good friends. And after this program, I don't know, dude, you're kind of like a guru. So we're going to get into that. Tyler LaFlock, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for such an amazing uh, intro. I'm just going to take that in for a second. I want to breathe that intro in for a second. Give me a a moment. (laughs) (sighs) That's good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, 
Um, yeah. Where do we Where do we start? I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just like overwhelmed well, for, with like the first thing. Feelings. The first thing that comes to my mind, and we talked about this during the program, which we'll get into, is you breathing in the compliments because I think one thing that we have in common, and correct me if I'm wrong, is accepting compliments. And right. um, I feel like I'm pretty good at giving people compliments and i've had for the longest time have just had like a really hard time taking them in but through the program that uh i just did with you the ripped and resilient i've been really sitting in uncomfortably to people talking (laughs) nice about me and it's kind of awesome so good on you for like you know leading by example i would say thank thank you very much that was uh a big point of emphasis for me as i was teaching this uh, past 90 days was to do my best to lead in integrity uh, mm. and the actions that I've taken and leading by example. Uh, and yes, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you that for me, taking in compliments is very challenging. Uh, I think for me, a part of it resists it because it's I'm thinking that it's going to feed like this ego or I'm bragging in a way. So I'm so cautious of becoming like this douchebag ego guy. Look at me that I push those compliments away. Uh, but now I'm just in the headspace or the heart space really in that to really receive a genuine compliment compliment is a gift. Uh, and by me like pushing it away, I'm like rejecting that gift. So uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you and I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, good on you <laughs> for, for taking it on and implementing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I feel the same way. Like I don't want to feel like a douchebag and get like a big head, but I think if you're if you're going with the argument of if I get compliments, then I will get a big head. Therefore, I am a douchebag. Mm. If you break it down, it's silly. You can take a compliment and be super great. <laughs> like it's, it's just like as simple as that. Like, thank you so much. That really means a lot to me, and I I appreciate it. Dunzo, you don't have to go and be like, guess what Tyler said. Oh, he said I'm oh, great. You know, like you don't have to like worry about that. But uh, yeah, what, yeah, what popped into my head as you were describing that uh, is it's not about what is said; it's the energy that it's said with, and I think. For me, uh, a lot of it is uh, doing this work allows you to get out of your head and more into your body uh, and allowing you to kind of drop the story and get less tied into the words and really being able to feel kind of what that person is is uh, uh, transmitting uh, is, is kind of all that is, that's the, the kind of the crux of it. Uh, and we get kind of caught up into all like the story wrapped in around it. But if you could just energetically feel from one to another, that's that's the magic. Yeah, and I think it's a magic that you captured uh, in what we're about to get into. But I feel like this would be a great segue into Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, do you want one of us to go first or would you like to go first? Well, I think this would be a perfect segue because this was my Wednesday Wisdom. <laughs> great. <laughs> so great. Great. Yeah. Great. I love, I love ideal segues. Um, so my Wednesday wisdom and something that I've really been uh, embodying and bringing awareness to is the thoughts and the feelings that you have, uh, be it um, overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious, frustrated, 
that's a big one for me. Frustration, fear, anxiety. Those, those, those ones probably resonate the heaviest with me is anxiety and frustration. The ones that send me into overwhelm is that those begin as sensations in the body. So rather than jump into my head and figure out how do I do something in order to not feel it, I tap in and feel, oh, this anxiety that's starting, like where, where is that anxiety? Is it this, oh, it's a sensation underneath like my rib cage and it's like pulsating and, or it's like a lump in my throat and I feel stuck or it's heat behind my eyes. So the, the goal, not the goal, there is no goal, right? The, 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 the method or the habit that I'm looking to create is the ability to accept uh, those sensations rather than to resist them. And by acceptance, ultimately a positive that could happen is the ability for that to release. So rather than fall into pattern of like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. So I have to do, do, do in order to not feel anxious. Let me sit and find where that anxiousness resonates in my body, connect to it, accept it, get curious about it, allow that to happen. And maybe there can be a release. And from that new space, now I can actually create something rather than feeling I have to create under some type of perceived pressure that I put upon myself. Yeah. That was beautiful. Um, I wanna wanna just preface all of this by saying like, that was a very heady, like way to go about saying that, but having recently done work like that, getting into what things cause you to feel a certain way inside of your body is is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that I had even experimented with until uh, the last 90 days. So I get where you're coming from. And uh, there are there are emotions that we have every day that, that bubble things up that make you feel a certain way. And I think most people, correct me if I'm wrong, go right to their head, like to try to justify or overcorrect or, you know, go into those, uh, the headspace, which is, it's hard to sit in your body because it's, it's fucking uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. There's this really uh, lovely quote by Michael Singer who wrote The Untethered Soul. And he says it best in that the heart goes to the mind when it's unable to feel a certain sensation it's so overwhelmed with a sensation so it goes into the mind as a way to either protect itself or as a way to not feel that sensation so if we can learn to trust ourselves and that you're going to be able to feel that sensation and it's and it's not going to kill you (laughs) you're going to be able to you're going to it may feel like it may feel that way. There may be so much resistance there that what if I feel this and it just like, it takes over my life or I won't be the same at the other. And that's just that resistance that's creating that story. Um, so um, I'm glad that you're beginning to kind of connect to those sensations because that took me like, I've been doing this uh, work, personal development or however you want to label it uh, for the past three years. And I think up until recently, it's, it's, um, it's been now that I've been able to fully understand and feel what it's like to get into those sensations, uh, rather than try to like duke it out in my head. Because when I try to do this work in my head, it's just, I run around in circles. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll absolutely. Um, I'll follow up with that. Should Uh, I just, 
leave? Should I just let no, you two no, do no, this no, no. thing? Stop, stop, stop. Oh. I was just about to get into my Wednesday wisdom. Hold on. <laughs> Very close personal connection now. Um, my That's Wednesday... what I'm saying. Should I just leave this no, podcast no. now and just let you two... Uh, well, you guys, you guys are very close too. And we, I mean, five twenty-three and and all that. I mean, I wouldn't be friends I'm with just, him if it wasn't I'm for just you. Okay, you a hard time. It's okay. Um, Keep going. Do my Wednesday wisdom would be so. One of the things I want to work on this year is developing new friendships and putting time into relationships that I think are important. And you know, I think even before the new year, this you know, working with you on this thing, like you put a post on Instagram, I was like, dude, this sounds great. Like I'm in. But investing in relationships with people that are doing things you want to be doing uh, is super important because we've talked about this, like you are the sum of the people you hang out with the most. And I think that there's never going to be a negative situation or maybe not never, but where hanging out with someone that you aspire to be more like is going to negatively benefit you. So surround yourself with those that you want, that you admire and want to be more like is what my Wednesday wisdom would be. Mm. Love it me the floor is yours welcome to the show welcome 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 (laughs) thank you so much for having me on your podcast (laughs) i really i'm honored to be here (laughs) um my wednesday wisdom is focused around hydrating yourself um i one of my clients it's i'm challenging her yes hydrate um fun fact so in New York, there is actually they, they do it in other cities now, but there used to be this morning um, sober rave called Daybreaker. Did you ever? Did you go? Or did you do you know about this? Mm-mm. So it's usually like sunset. You go to like a six thirty. No, sorry, sunrise. Yes, you go to like a six thirty a.m. yoga class, and then at seven thirty, seven forty-five, the like day rave starts, and they have like coffee and coconut water and protein granola bars and shit and they're it's just like a way to like hype yourself up for the day and the dj will like shout like like positive mantras and we went to one (laughs) we went to one with our friend tony and that dj was shouting hydrate Hydrate yourself yourself. drink Drink water (laughs) (laughs) so now whenever i'm like oh i need to drink water i hear that mantra it's not a mantra but i hear that like chant in my head it's so funny um anyway i have a client that i'm trying to get her to drink more water and i was telling her something some advice and i was realizing that i probably need to take that advice for myself um i find that when i'm at home i just don't have i just don't think about it that much like whereas in my i'll just say my old life pre-pandemic where I was running around a lot, I don't know, I just I guess I was in the habit of like, oh, I'm in class and I need to, you know, coat my throat so I'm drinking some water. But what I told her and what my Wednesday wisdom is, is if you're having a hard time drinking water, um, two things, go to bed with a full glass of water by your bedside. And as soon as your feet hit the ground, start drinking water. Um, if you can drink and like try and drink that before you have your morning coffee or caffeine or breakfast um, and then set a timer to just keep repeating every three hours throughout your day obviously don't let it go off in the middle of the night but every three hours remind yourself you know drink your water so like I have this big jar and if my th- timer goes off and I haven't finished it then I will just kind of chug and then refill um, so that's my Wednesday wisdom to help hydrate yourself there you go that was one of the first 
habits that we experimented with in Ripped and Resilient was the hydration. And I believe it's drinking half your body weight in ounces. So if you're 200 pounds, the goal would be to drink 100 ounces of water in the day. And people were like, I can, I'm nonstop peeing. There was a lot of resistance in the beginning. Um, But (laughs) it's, yeah, it's, and it's interesting that you say the first thing when you do in the morning is to drink that water. Uh, I actually have a friend who's working with a functional medicine doctor Mm -hmm. and he was prescribing to her to same idea, but to drink like 32 ounces of water right when she got up. And he was like, he's seen his clients and his people that he works with have so much success and clear up so many health issues just from that one simple adjustment. I think you, you, we really underestimate how much Mm -hmm. trouble we run into if we're under drinking, if we're dehydrated. So I love your Wednesday wisdom. (laughs) I mean, Corey's so sick of me saying this. Like if he's, if he'll say like, I'm feeling snacky or he'll be like, I don't know if I'm, I think I'm hungry. What do I say? Drink water. I'm always like, drink water. <laughs> but that's your answer for everything. No, what did you just say? It is my answer for a lot of things, but we as humans mistake dehydration for hunger all the time. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I... All I, the time. <laughs> so Someone will be some like, water. I broke my leg. I'll just be like, drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, I would just be like, breathe, connect to the breathe. sensation. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's so, that's really what it boils down to. It's just a panacea. Breathe, yeah. drink water. Yeah. So let's get into ripped and resilient. I saw your post on Instagram. Uh, I think it was Instagram, uh, but um, you're like, you wanting to make some changes, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm in. Like, let me know. I oh, signed can up. Can I back up for a second? Yeah, sure. So not this past May, but the May before. So Tyler and I have the same birthday. We The last few years, minus this one, we've celebrated together. And the last time, so that was what, 2019, we um, celebrated and a f- mutual friend of ours who Tyler had coached came, um, whose name is also Corey. And my Corey. Shout out to Corey Bays. Corey, Corey Bays, and was like, holy crap, like Whoa. you look amazing. Yeah. And then he tells us, you know, he's been working with Tyler. He did 90 days, no booze and fitness and da da da. And Corey left that experience being like, whoa, like <laughs> I need to cut out booze for 90 days and I'm going to like do and this thing for 90 days. And so he has, you have definitely been a fitness um, motivation and inspiration for this Corey, our Corey my Corey for a long time. <laughs> so I feel like he's been like half assing this program for a while. So it was like, it was okay. exciting for me. No, I'm not saying that as like a dig. No, I mean, no, you no. didn't have the guidance. You didn't. You well, didn't so here's it, what so. happened. So I did like a Corey version of the 90 days of no booze and exercising. And I went like full in and I think I lost like 20 yeah, you, pounds, yeah. 20 pounds. Just like, I'm going to do 90 yeah. days, no booze, and, and just you exercise. More, you did more than 90 days, no booze. Yeah, I think it, it was like... Because he had his last drink on 4th of July, and... I didn't drink till... Oh, yeah, I didn't drink till January, or something like... It was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it was a long time. Anyways, so I did a version of that. Then you put out the, like, I'm going to do this 90-day program. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm in. Like, let's do it. <laughs> um, and I will say... Uh, it was really interesting because I am 
anti-coaching. I'm anti like I'm anti um, life coaching. Not not anti life coaching. I I appreciate what life coaches offer. I'm I am like no nonsense, no bullshit. Like let's get down to it. And I think that that was what resonated with me with your post is like, hey, I'm gonna do this thing. Come along if you want. Like there was no haggle, no pressure. How did the idea for Ripped and Resilient, which is what you're calling it, come about? And what was the impetus to like finally do this thing? I imagine it came out of my own journey or my own process. Um, going back to where I was like 16, first navigating, working out that experience up until the end of CrossFit and everything that transpired from working out as a high schooler in football to I'm now, you know, 28 and put my body through the ringer competing competitively in CrossFit um, and everything that goes into that and learning how to move properly and uh, learning the, how to prioritize your recovery and really nailing down the physical aspect and the working out like, I feel at that point, I felt at that point, I pretty much for myself, this is about as far as I can take it. Uh, And there was a decision there that, okay, I can't put my body through this anymore. And I'm not getting out of this what I once was. And the pain had, the pain had pretty much gotten to a point where like the juice was no longer worth the squeeze. And there was a little bit, uh, there was not a little bit, there was an identity crisis because crossfitting and moving my body was who I thought I was. And through that process of shedding that identity was me doing the deep dive into what I call the softer skills, things like meditation, breath work, gratitude. Um, And that has been, you know, three years now. So it was, uh, for me going through the physical, then adding in these other skills and getting to a point where it's like, I'm like, okay, I feel really confident in this kind of process. How do I put it together and enable somebody else to experience what what I've experienced? How do I allow them to, and provide the environment and the tools to experiment with moving their body, to experiment with meditation, to be in a support system where they can actually commit to these new habits. Um, And that was like kind of how it all kind of came together. And I put it out there um, and I had a really good idea of what the beginning of the program would look like uh, because uh, I'd put other people through that process of, of really, because the beginning of the program is really defining what your vision is uh, and getting and, and building a language, uh, a certain type of language that supports that vision and setting really strong goals and getting really connected to what you're really looking to get out of this. And what a lot of people say is like building that deeper why uh, and understanding what your core values is, values are. So the beginning of the program was very clear in the goal setting process. And then it was 
uh, what does the group kind of need as we went along and what I've found work to myself and give the group an opportunity to experiment on themselves. So that's really kind of how it all came together um, was going through that process myself and finding really what worked for me and uh, seeing how it would, would work for others. Awesome. What, um, oh, sorry. Um, was I going to say? <laughs> oh, so were you, so, okay. So you were coaching, you were coaching at the gym and then you kind of like trickled into doing your own, um, private clients at that time. Were you doing like a ripped and resilient program with your clients or were you just doing like just workout stuff? So when I made them, and is the question when I made the move from coaching group classes to just working privately? Yeah. So that transition was sparked by, by actually going through a, a program myself. Uh, it was in 90 days. It was uh, the strong coach and it's run by Mike Bledsoe, uh, who Corey, I know is familiar from Barbell yeah. Shrugged. Yeah. And I might've mentioned in the previous podcast. So it was going through that first that gave me first the, you know, the vision, the goals. Uh, and then from there, that kind of put me down this path of, of how to better um, empower myself, how to continue to grow and develop. Because at that point, I felt very stuck. And this was like the first key, you know, cog of getting me unstuck. And I just with group classes, they just, it just didn't, it just felt misaligned. It didn't feel like it was serving me anymore. And it was really the schedule most of all, which I, as you were saying, I, in the beginning of this, mm -hmm. I hate nights. Right. And I, mm -hmm. I imagine you can really relate to this is when you are uh, you can love coaching as much as possible, but if you're coaching from a burnt out position of I'm coaching at night and then waking up at like three forty-five, four o'clock the next day, yeah. you can love it as much as you want, but it's just, yeah. you're just, you're no longer serving, you're sacrificing. So right. understanding that difference between service and sacrifice. And I'm just like, I, I'm burnt out. So let me transition to just working with people one-on-one. -on -one. And then it was, okay, I feel I have um, dialed in working personal training. Uh, not to say I can do it in my sleep, but I, I feel really confident in bringing somebody off the street, teaching them the movements, teaching them to move well, understanding really what they need that's in alignment with their goals movement wise. Uh, and then it was like, okay, what's, how do I begin to get people to understand that? And this is my own realization is that working out and exercise is the first rung of personal development. It teaches you that if you, you can change, you are a certain way. Um, you may be unhappy. You may feel stuck. You may just want to change it up completely. You're, you're bored with the, what you had, were doing before, but the, you know, working out and moving your body is the, it gives you the first kind of taste of like, if I set myself and commit myself to something, I can create uh, objective change, right? Uh, I was, I weighed once this in the beginning, nine, three months later, I weigh, you know, 15 pounds less. I can buckle my pants all the way 
to the last rung <laughs> or the last hole right, on the belt, right. right? That's undeniable change. And that was through me making a decision, committing to myself and, and doing this consistently. So it gives you kind of like that first taste of like, oh, what if I do something for myself? I, you know, I'm not stuck. I can create change. So it's like, okay, then taking that same experience and then bringing it to other areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that you just touched on is, you know, fitness is like one minutia of being a human being, you know, like there are so many things that make you like a well-rounded person, you know, fitness isn't lifting weights. Like fitness could be hammering a nail. Um, one of the best examples I have is we were with our friend, uh, who had, who had asked me to come over for, to like work on a, uh, a construction project at his apartment and he was like here's this pallet we got to take it apart and i want to build this thing i was like cool like i'll help you out so i went and got the tools i needed and like i just started like i used to work in construction like i know how, i know my way around a hammer and and how to get all these things out and like i just remembered like starting and then like looking over and the dude being like what is happening and like he had never swung a hammer before and like there are there are just real life situations where you are well-rounded or you're not. And I think that fitness is one part of it, but what I like about the program that you've created is it's, it's fitness is just literally like one aspect of it. There are so many other different aspects of it. Mental, which is what I think I got the most out of the program was the mental work and the breath work. Um, there's just so many things that make you like a well-rounded person. It's not just fitness. Like I'm, I have a great job and I'm fit. There's, it's what's in between the ears that I think mm-hmm. I took the most benefit out of uh, personally. But um, when you were crafting the program, how much of it was fitness based and how much of it were you like, were you more excited about the fitness stuff? Were you more excited about the mental stuff? Were you, did you have any hesitations about like it being woo woo or, or and weird? I would say before you answer that question, can you just have a, give us a deeper explanation of what ripped and resilient is? Cause I don't think we've really, Oh yeah. We haven't really touched really on that. Touched yeah, on that. We and we know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So the program is a 90 day program. <laughs> and, um, each week we it's, it's all done online. Um, and small group. And I think Corey, we had about six or seven each night. Uh, we would meet once a week uh, yep. throughout. I'm programming workouts for you. So that's kind of right off the bat, taking care of like the workouts and the exercises and, and then and right, do a meeting in the beginning or a one-on-one session in the beginning. So I can really uh, assess how you're moving, see what your space is, uh, know yeah, what you, you made you me have. work out in, you, you made me work out in front of you. I had to tell you all of the equipment that I had, and then all of the workouts were catered towards my space and the equipment that I had, which is really great, which is right. Really great. So, um, and then each week, so we, in the beginning of the, you know, we meet once a week uh, in a lesson or a module and a little like mini PowerPoint presentation in a way, uh, and just going over different concepts um, from week to week. Uh, and in the be- like I was saying before in the beginning, setting the intention for what you want to get out of this um, and then building out from there, improving on your language, nutrition, uh, meditation, gratitude, breath work, um, mantras and journaling. Uh, We did uh, a few more that 
that but you can kind of get the idea is that it's a huge it's a 90 day program there's a lot there (laughs) there's a lot yeah there's a lot to unpack but yeah but essentially every week just kind of give you know anything that i've um implemented that i've felt had made a a big difference uh in my life and and uh, i think it'll be helpful to give the four doctors framework uh, which is something that I learned from uh, Paul Check, uh, who's uh, a mentor of mine, and uh, he's kind of like a guru in the in the world of holistic lifestyle coaching. Which is, uh, you know, like you're speaking to Corey, is that every and this is something that was hit on upon day one in Ripped and Resilient is that everything is connected. Um, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? And the you're, you're if you're neglecting your diet, if you're neglecting your sleep, if you're neglecting your movement, if you're neglecting your heart, they're all going to suffer one way or the other. You can have three of the four. And we talk about the four doctors, the biggest doctor or the main doctor at the head of is Dr. Happiness. So that's what makes your, basically what makes you happy. What in life is happy making for you? And then the three doctors that support that are Dr. Movement, Dr. Diet, and Dr. Quiet. Dr. Movement would fall under like you're working out or just anything when you're moving your body. And then Dr. Quiet is your recovery practices, your sleep, your meditation, your your uh, activities that help recharge you. And then uh, Dr. Diet is how you're fueling yourself, your hydration, your nutrition. So if one of those doctors is out of whack, it could end up pulling Dr. Happiness and into and throwing him out of whack. So really just uh, creating that framework of what Corey was saying before is that how everything is connected. Uh, and that helps um, to get better buy-in as we're doing those softer skills, because you're, because you now have the knowledge that, Hey, if I do, if I give gratitude a chance, if I give meditation a, a chance, it's going to impact the other doctors and then impact my overall happiness and well-being. So why don't I give this a shot? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, dude, it was, it was so great. And like I said, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I do want to reiterate this because I am so I'm just anti-coaching because I'm like, I have it all figured out. But this was an exercise in me, like getting outside of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, the the doctor happiness, the doctor quiet, the doctor movement and the doctor diet. There was there was it was an eye opening experience for me because I realized and we talked about this in our final interview, like interview slash wrap up session was like creating environments that are conducive to the way you want to be. I have a wonderful wife that cooks incredibly healthy, like vegan meals at home. And that's something that like I take for granted. Oh, I don't think I take it for granted, but I'm eating like all of the, all of the diet stuff that we went through in the program. I was like, I'm doing literally every single one of these, the sleep, my environment, every single one of these. So that was something that you opened my eyes. to was like, creating the environment around the behaviors you want to have is just as important as like, cause if you can't do it, create the environment. Like if you're not, if, if exercising isn't conducive to your lifestyle, like hang out with people that exercise or like, <laughs> you know, do those things. And it was just so eye opening to me to first of all, just realize that you can, you can put your life in interconnectedness into these four ideas and it's, it was just like super powerful. Um, Corey, what do you think the hardest part of the program was for you specifically? 
And what do you feel like you uh, like achieved the most? Like which doctor was um, A plus and which doctor was not so much? Uh, well, I think those are two <laughs> different questions. Those are two different questions. Uh, my my D minus would be Doctor <clears throat> Movement, but uh, I wouldn't say D minus. I'd say C C plus. I was definitely moving. That was the hardest part for you. Yeah, that was the hardest part. I would I was moving first of all from zero to moving as much as I did. Huge <laughs> huge increase. Doctor Diet uh was pretty spot on um dr happiness was like a whole other thing but i think (laughs) and that goes into like and dr quiet i just it was election season and i had a really hard time turning my phone (laughs) off that's that's just being honest um but the biggest thing i got out of this really came at the end um where tyler and i did an exercise and tyler you can talk about this uh about what are your, what's your story? Like what stories are you telling yourself that are not serving you anymore? And, um, we had to, sorry, I don't have my journal in front of me, but we had to write down like an experience that kind of shaped a belief about ourselves that goes like way back into your past. Um, and I, one of the things that I had shared was that I was, I was severely bullied growing up as a kid in a hockey locker room. Cause I was playing with kids that were two years older than me. And, um, we did some, some work around, like we did like a, I don't know, would you call it a meditation? Guided, or like, guided, guided, guided yeah. um, guided, um, uh, vision guided. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, like a guided, uh, not a, yeah. Guided meditation would be in a way. Yeah. We'll just call it a guided meditation. We're basically like, we sat, we got relaxed and, uh, I went back into the locker room where I was bullied and we did, you, you had asked me like, what, what were they saying? How did you feel? And I, it was, it was really, first of all, the exercise itself and identifying that being bullied has made me like really care about what other people think about me was like extremely profound. And I learned a lot about myself and how I interact with others. Cause I'm constantly like afraid of someone not liking me, which is like a really hard thing. Um, sorry. Um, and then I went into the locker room and I was like hearing what people were saying and you were helping me with like, you know, identifying those, uh, all those voices in my head, which is and sensations. And like, you were asking me, how do they feel? What, what shape are they? What color are they? Where are you feeling them in your body? And I got really specific about like, I feel it in my throat all the way down to my stomach and it's, and it's magenta and it's, and there's, there's a prong sticking out of my throat and a prong sticking out of my stomach. And, and I'm, I'm feeling all of these things. And we got really specific on that, which was really hard for me, but, um, yeah, working through and sitting in those really uncomfortable emotions of past trauma that everybody has was by far and away the largest benefit that I had from the entire program. And, the realization that feeling those sensations directly correlates to me like instantly trying to protect myself and going into my head to try to get rid of that uncomfortable feeling. And I think I said it at the end of our call, I was like, dude, exercise and, and, and feeling those emotions is directly correlated to mindset. 
and I gave you the example of, and you were there for this, the first time I did that like thruster burp over the bar burpee workout. Mm-hmm. And I like, it feels like 2014 or something where I started the workout and I was like, Alex is like, you got this. I'm two rounds. And I'm like, I don't got this. And I just quit and left. <laughs> and then it was the funniest thing, Tyler. He's in the middle of doing burpees and I'm like, you got this. And it's, it's one of the open workouts. So I'm like, you know, cheering him on, the- writing his, yeah, yeah. In the basement the of two Writing his score down. And he's like laying on the ground. He just finished his half of his burpee and he looks at me and he goes, I don't got this. And, and I, then he just stands up and leaves. I quit and left. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it ties in. And I told, I, and what I was telling Tyler was like sitting in that uncomfortable space, thinking about my being bo- like really bullied as a, as a young person. Um, the thing, for some reason, I made this weird connection of like two years later, I came back to that workout. I did it I and I completed it. it and I was fucking crying on the floor because I did this workout so proud of myself. I'd done like a lot of, I think it was right before we got married. Like we did it, but this, 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 the, the head and the heart and the body are all connected. And I don't know, like this light bulb went off for me and it was, it was amazing. And it's one of the reasons I want to have you, have you on to talk about is because I didn't go in with any expectations and I got a whole lot out of it as a person that doesn't believe in things like this. So I think it was like really cool for me because you and I are friends. Uh, you and Alex are friends to go into this. You're younger than I am. You know, that's hard for me as well. Just having this whole program and like learning from someone like you, that's like truly into helping people. I got a ton out of it and, and I'm grateful. I, I, I think that, Anyone that's looking to make a change this year could benefit from this. And um, yeah, it was it was super profound. I, I haven't done anything like that in a very long time. I'm going to take in all that again. Give me a second. <laughs> take it in, bud. Take it in the compliments. Mm. Yeah. Teddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much there that has already been said in just you describing your experience, Corey. Um, We're almost done, sir. Corey. We're almost done. done. Sorry, keep going. Okay. Uh, I lost my train of thought a little bit, but um, that's all good. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's what I wanted to say. as you were saying that, that was one of my huge uh, goals was to create that environment to allow you to experience that and for you to feel safe enough and allow yourself to go there and to be vulnerable. Very similar to the feelings that we have around accepting compliments. Those same feelings are around allowing yourself to feel vulnerable um and to discuss those you know whatever you want to label it trauma and that we all carry these limiting beliefs that and these stories that perpetuate them uh and you can try to shove them down and push them down but subconsciously consciously they're making an impact and creating the patterns and if you ask yourself why do i keep on repeating this why do i keep on doing this if there's something that's then in your life you're repeating and you're subconsciously choosing it 
more than likely it's tied to some type of limiting belief. And with that limiting belief is a story that you're, that you've been kind of just unwilling to confront. Um, and this was a piece of the program that I was probably the most uncertain in how much to push it uh, because oh, that's everyone, everyone is at different um abilities to allow it. So if I felt that somebody just wasn't comfortable and there yet, I didn't feel like I wanted to push them. But if I asked them and they were open and allowing to it, then I was like, okay, let's, let's dig in, let's explore. Um, so like I was mentioning in our call the other day, it's like, thank you for allowing me to coach you and guide you through that. Um, because it gives me more confidence in, in doing that. Um, and there, you know, there's two, two things that you experienced was, and this is some, something that anyone can do around a limiting belief. Um, and like, what is a limiting belief? A limiting belief is something that could be as small as like, there isn't enough time. I'm too busy. Uh, there's the big ones, which is like, I'm not enough. I'm a loser those are like the bigger ones. Nobody likes and <laughs> yeah. nobody likes nobody you, right? Nobody likes you, uh, yeah. You know, um, you have to change who you are to fit in. Uh, those are, uh, you know, those bigger limiting beliefs. And there could be some big T, small T tra traumatic story that you have. And if you just journal, you know, begin to face it. And this is a, a practice that I learned in this program called Enlifted, where... Uh, we did this and you take a story uh, that is kind of like we called it the grill on the table and you, and you write it out. So uh, you title it like you would title it like the name of the movie. Uh, and for me, it would be like getting ditched. And it was my friends who, you know, I thought were my friends and it was like four of us and they were like, let's go. And then three of them biked off and ditched me at the park. Right. So it was like writing that out and then yeah. reading it out loud and uh, breathing through it and um, slowing down and just the ability to journal that out, it gains space. And the more space, you have the less charge it has in the system. So now when I think of that story, when I would think about it a few years ago, it would hit me and have way more of an impact on me as opposed to now when I think of it after doing that work, it's way less and it moves through my system way quicker. So um, that is uh, a valuable uh, tool for anyone who out there who may have uh, a, a story that has been uh, running the show in the background, title it like the name of a movie, write it out, read it out loud and read it out loud while taking deep breaths in between. And it'll help to kind of downregulate yourself and gain space from it and help you to, you know, begin to step into what you do want rather than falling into those old patterns. And that was the exercise I think in our last meeting that I was like, that exercise fucked me up. Like it really... <clears throat> it really it just really brought up a lot of stuff for me you know um it was great so uh we're gonna we're gonna kind of move towards the end i want people to to take away from this uh you know that there are 
you know, you need to surround yourself with people that are willing to help you be better versions of yourself. And I think that that's what this program has done, uh, for me. And I'm, um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, and you have another one coming up. And you have another one coming up. Can you just kind of tell people where to find everything and just kind of give us all the information that people might need to, to find the program? Yeah. Uh, so the official launch date is Monday, January 11th. Uh, enrollment will last up until uh, January 22nd. So if you are a little behind, uh, obviously up until the 22nd to join this next round, you can find all the information um, two places. Probably the easiest would be to go just to Instagram, Tyler LaFlock, my name. And then in my bio, there's my website as well, tflowfitness.com. Uh, and you can, in those posts, I've written about it extensively, kind of what to expect. Um, and then in, on the website, you can submit your email. We can hop on a discovery call and just kind of figure out, um, what you're looking to, to work on. Like, what are you hoping to get out of the next 90 days and beyond? Um, and even just in that call, uh, my goal is to deliver as much value as possible. So yeah. uh, if you uh, just want to have a chat where you're working on some goal setting, please, uh, it really, those conversations give me a lot of fulfillment. So if you just feel like you want to just hop on a call and discuss that and feel it would be helpful to you, I'd love to, to, to hop on a call. Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll move into what made you laugh the most this week. I think we'll start. I, uh, I was talking in my sleep. <laughs> Did you see the story that I posted on Instagram? No, I missed that? it. Dude. So, oh my so gosh. when we first started dating, we realized that I talk in my sleep. She twitches hard. She's like a hardcore I, twitcher. And I also she like, like spazzes out. And like <laughs> I used to do that a lot and he used to talk a lot more in his yeah. sleep and we both have kind of chilled out but yeah one of the best examples was i used to teach gymnastics and i would spot level 10s and elite gymnasts doing like crazy hard tricks so like i would be you know spotting and one night we woke up and i had grabbed alex under the elbow super hard because that was how you spot <laughs> one of the things and i was squeezing her and she was like ow, ow, ow. She like, laying she was in like, bed ow, asleep ow, ow. him just lifting up my arm so I get like really into I get really into my dreams, and uh, I'll let her tell the story. But apparently, I was having Star Wars dreams. Um, so yes. I wake I wake up to him saying, "Awesome, yes, copy that." <laughs> and or it was like affirmative no. and copy that or something. It yeah, like, I think it was a. Fr- it's I think like it, affirmative. I think it was affirmative. Or Roger that or something crazy. Yeah, and I go, "What?" <laughs> and he's like on his back, eyes closed, and he's like. I, I was dreaming, <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I pause and say, "What, what were you dreaming about?" And he goes, "Star Wars." Star Wars. Because <laughs> we just watched one through nine in order. We just watched one through nine in order. And so then I have this visual of like Corey dreaming about young Corey, like in a fighter jet plane, and you know, getting news and being like, "Yep, awesome, great." copy that let's go and like pushing all the buttons and the levers in the plane and <laughs> i just started busting up laughing and, and corey, i got up to go pee corey went to the bathroom and, and then I'm i heard her like <laughs> dying laughing it's in the middle of the, it's in the middle of the night and, and i'm having to laughing. tell myself like you need to calm down 
You need to go back to bed. You need to stop laughing about this. I just thought it was so fucking funny. That's, that's incredible. So that, that is definitely the um, collective what made us laugh the most this yeah. week. What about you, man? Uh, Anything make you laugh? That's good. Uh, oh, uh, so um, around the holidays, we played the game Utter Nonsense. Have you heard of it? No. No. So it's like Cards Against Humanity, but you do accents and so it's super inappropriate cards with like accents like aussie accent or donald trump or like a gangster and uh uh dominique uh my partner her grandma was playing and she's like 84 years old and i think she used the term camel toe in an accent and i just fucking lost it i was dying laughing i was like first off you're the best i love you and i was just like i couldn't it was like such a surreal moment i'm like i was like this is it was just and we were like everybody in the room it was like it was like a pin drop and then we just all just started dying laughing so if you ever want to just have an incredible time that game it just it's in, it's amazing. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Um, can we so can we do what made us what was embarrassing? Oh yeah, what was embarrassing? Okay, for I'm going to do a collective one since we did a collective <clears throat> laugh. Mm. Um my our niece's birthday was a few months ago and she over quarantine has taught herself how to play guitar. She just oh, turned 13. Yeah. Oh, and so we wanted to get her a guitar related birthday gift and I found on Etsy um, like a metal guitar pick that you can, you know, inscribe, you know, whatever you want. And um, I see it. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. And, you know, I'm not expecting her to play with it because I know that that's bad for the guitar. Whatever. I tell I tell the Etsy person, like, I want it to say, like, you know, we love you, Alex and Corey. But there wasn't enough room to say that. So I just said, we love you, A and C. And then I'm waiting for her. I'm, like, telling her. I'm texting her. I'm like, I can't wait for you to get your gift. And, like... She's apparently looking at the mail every single day. So excited to get this gift. She finally gets it. And my best friend, who's her mom, um, FaceTimes us. And she's like, Addie's going to open her gift. And I thought you would want to see it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she opens it up. 13 13 years old. She opens it up and she looks at it and she goes, I couldn't have picked a better dad? (laughs) And I went, wait, what? What? So stupid. And I didn't realize that on the Etsy... It's like the thing says, we couldn't have picked a better dad. And then you can, like, personalize just the bottom corners, which is why I couldn't write, like, we love you, Alex and Corey. So she looked at it and was like, what? So stupid. So dumb. I guess it's actually not a collective one because it was 100% me. But I felt like an awful aunt and I was like, Oh my god, I'm so dumb. I did not read the fine print. Um, but it was also really funny. And she said she was going to keep it. And then her mom was like, you could give it to Jesse. Jesse's her stepdad. Because it says, we love you, A and C. And her name is Addie. Oh, and her brother's and... name is Caleb. Caleb. Oh, <laughs> so she could recycle it if you she wants it. to. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, did you do anything stupid or embarrassing this week? My stupider, or stupider, my stupid or embarrassing thing was we went to the dog beach on Saturday and I was just, I, okay, we got coffee beforehand and then I packed like some like 
treats like some like I think it was like a scone or something uh in Dominique's bag and like I get out and I'm just like I can't handle that I can't get access to the treat like Dominique's walking away I've like my I don't want my <laughs> coffee to cool down and I'm just getting so frustrated and so and I'm just like and like I ruined our day at the beach because like I just was like so frustrated and overwhelmed that she wouldn't give me like the coffee cake when I wanted and like, <laughs> then like the dog had diarrhea on the beach and then I was eating Aww. my coffee Dude. cake and I'm like, I don't want to pick up the poop. And then she picked up the poop. Uh, so Nothing, dude. I mean, other than I would imagine children and I don't have any children, nothing frustrates me more than my fucking dog. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I love Teddy frustrates him you more than me? So, oh, five thousand percent good to know good to know it's like it's like i love this thing so much and then it acts like a complete asshole and i'm like (laughs) you are lucky that i'm keeping you're so lucky to have me you don't even know this and then i'm like (laughs) i'm being outsmarted by a dog right that's awesome i think i got layla at the right time uh with doing this work and just looking at her as being a, a teacher Yes. Dude, like yeah. a dog I, is just gonna be a dog, right? Yeah. So anything yeah. that you're projecting onto them is just your own shit. Yep. That's so a that's a big a, one. So they're very accurate mirror for them. So anytime they're fucking up, that's just you fucking up. Dude, and we took a dog training. Well, we didn't we we got the master class dog training thing and they're oh, like cool. if you're if you're having a problem with your dog, it's just poor training. Like that's on you. Yeah. So, just know it was like he said some like just know you've been outsmarted by by an animal with a brain one quarter your size. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think and I think um, the 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 biggest example of like patience that I've learned from the dog was one morning I came up super early. I was really really tired, <laughs> so so tired. The dog was barking to go outside. I came to the couch to sit down to put my socks on in sweatpants, and I sat in like just the biggest pile of. <laughs> cat puke ever so like my butt was wet there was cat puke on the thing i put my and like i dude i stood up and i think i did like whatever like an angry silent wiggle would be i was just like just so mad but like really trying to be quiet and then i was just like oh my god this is this is what having a child is gonna be like so i like composed myself i just like Went outside with cat puke on my pants. Like, I wiped it off. And then, like, I was like, this is, this is. But, dude, he's taught me so much patience. Having a dog has taught me so much patience. Yeah. So much patience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that speaks to something we talked about in the beginning of the program is just 100% responsibility. Right? Even for the things that are out of your control, if you take responsibility of them, it puts you in the seat of power. And yeah. it may feel like the pattern may be to blame and project onto others, but what does that do for you? It does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to end this, dude. Tyler, yeah. thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. We love you. We love seeing we your love- face. Um, where can people find a little bit more about Ripped and Resilient? Instagram, website, tell us. Instagram, Tyler LaFlock, website, tflowfitness.com. flow yes and i will link it all below all right uh dude thank you so much um thank you so much and thank and as you were saying just one last little compliment as you were saying the environment and the people and the people you surround yourself with you were so important in the program and helping to build that environment for others so thank you for showing up fully and 
uh, and making it a, a mm -hmm. yeah, making it special for me and for everyone else in uh, who participated. Uh, you're a huge part of the group, and thank you. Absolutely, looking forward to the next one. Yay! <laughs> awesome. All right. All right, we love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 I'm stealing